The following is a Bunkazilla original production. We are monsters of culture. Christian, Jason, Ian. Three heroes searching for the answers to trivial questions you never really asked. Together, they are Trivial Titans. Now, get ready for another action-packed trivial episode. Hello and welcome to Trivial Titans here on Bunkers in the UK. We are getting ready for another journey into the world of triviality. I am one of the trio of Titans, Ian Bolton, and I am joined as always first by the Obsidian Waterfall Adonis himself, Jason Freeman. That's me. How we doing? Uh, doing lovely, Jason. And also with me, as always, is uh, our, our frequent friend called Christian R. Allen. Hello, Christian. Hello. Hello. How is everyone doing? I, I was very good until um, Jason opposite me started miming very rude words in my direction, and now my feelings are very sad. I mean, I'm also miming with my hand as well. So right. <laughs> I am not going to even dignify that with a description because it was a bit rude. Oh, Jason, okay. mime hand Freeman. <laughs> uh, anyway, chaps, how are we doing? I, I believe this is the first time we, we have sat down to do some more recordings since uh, someone here at this table has turned the big 3-0. Oh. Yep, 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 that was my... Uh, I always forget that you're the youngest one because you look so haggard all the time. I think the term is rugged, but uh, I appreciate <laughs> They're not mutually exclusive terms, to be fair. <laughs> I, I, I would go with rugged rather than ragged. I didn't say ragged, I said haggard. I wasn't I'm paying rugged. attention. <laughs> I'm rugged. <laughs> you're the rug i'm the rug i'm the i mean i'm also indian so it's kind of in the bloodstream so, <laughs> explain that to me you want to buy a rug oh i see okay i can get you a rug you're allowed to make these stereotypes i can stereotypical jokes aren't you and you can't no i can make jokes about scottish people i guess I and, mean, the, and english people i mean it's one of the few privileges i get you get to own land that's true well i mean i don't i'm working class so <laughs> you turned 30 um how was your birthday celebrations my birthday celebration was amazing uh, both of yourselves were there along with a good couple of other friends of mine we uh we went out had a good uh, number of beers caught a movie and which we'll uh, talk about in a future episode because it fits in quite nicely with one of our questions it does it does it does um then we ended up at uh the hobbit in southampton Woo. uh which was an amazing bar i i was i was completely blown away by it because they do cocktails and they come in pints <laughs> and they're named after characters from Lord of the Rings Absolutely. You, know, you know if you drink an entire fellowship in one night they give you a t-shirt I did it once and I was so drunk I forgot to collect my t-shirt I've been pissed off about it ever since why did oh. you not inform me of that while we were there i could have got a t-shirt i thought you just knew sorry well, you were busy playing on the game of thrones pinball machine going pinball the bumper on the left with the right extra ball extra ball here it comes i don't know what the lyrics are now there are lyrics you're making the song there are no lyrics i know i just lost the tune of game of thrones i apologize there are moments where we record this podcast dear listener because it's definitely a singular at this point um, where we look at each other's eyes and we know yeah we're going to cut that out <laughs> and, and, and when we say listener we mean hi Ian who is currently editing, <laughs> editing this, this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we have we do have listeners hello thank you for tuning in and thank you for downloading us on your podcast devices today right let's crack on with the show because we are um, this episode is going out first a few days before the release of the ne- the latest Rambo film Rambo Ooh. Last Blood Correct. with good old 
old Sylvester Stallone. So I was thinking, because Last Blood's on the horizon, we can talk about what was peak Sylvester Stallone. So we're going to ponder this episode about the best and worst of Sylvester Stallone. Now, we actually, before today's recording, we actually watched... uh, uh, first Blood yesterday, didn't we? For the first time. Yeah. I All think... three of us for the first time. We'd never seen it. Yeah. yeah. And surprisingly, it's a really good film. Yeah, I was actually pleasantly surprised because I, I've actually seen the third one and it's atrocious. Well, <laughs> yeah, I, I think the, the fourth. I saw the fourth. But the, the first thing I couldn't believe about First Blood was officers are just dicks. So for anyone who hasn't watched uh, First Blood, the storyline is simply... Rambo has come back from Vietnam. He's just traveling through con- traveling through town to see, uh, to see a friend of his who you know his, his old you know war buddies. company buddy. Yeah, uh, only to find out that you know he's passed away. He's you know he's lost. He's a lost man. He's, he's in a lot of pain, and uh, and he's just uh, police are dicks. <laughs> yeah, Brian Dennehy and his uh, bunch of local cops uh, arrest him for just vagrancy. Is for vagrancy, yeah, yeah. and then they and then they unfortunately enforce a bit of br- police brutality and then uh yeah it all goes sideways from there i'm actually surprised i think apart from one person i don't think anyone else died in the film yeah actually, yeah one person just only one. only the body count is ridiculously low but it, it's still there's still action sequences that really hurt mm. oh god yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah yep he puts his um he puts his green beret trains to good use in the woods but no, I, was, I was impressed by the um I, I did go I feel like I was slightly prejudiced going into it thinking it's just gonna be another dumb action movie, but it was actually quite thoughtful. It was it was an anti war piece, first of all. Yeah. 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 Um which is really interesting. I mean, definitely caught the mood. I mean this was several years after the end of the Vietnam conflict anyway. Mm. This was yeah. really, is it, it nineteen eighty this was released? Uh, I believe I believe it was around that time. Yeah. It was it was, uh, it was, very, early, it was very early eighties. It, def- it definitely catches the fact that to a lot of Americans, the soldiers returning were an, an embarrassment, uh, and for the soldiers themselves, they they didn't get the parades they were expecting. I mean, this is a very bitter time in the country, and mm-hmm. and the film catches that. the The end sequence in particular was I was very surprised. I mean, are, are we going are we going to be spoilerific in this episode? Ram- Rambo's been up for for decades now. I think years, I think to a degree, we I think we can touch touch on it lightly if you obviously don't want to hear any spoilers for First Blood, then please pause right now, go watch Rambo, the very first one, then come right back. And then, yeah. we'll and then we'll you can be with us when we're talking about <laughs> yeah. this. Because this is fresh. Yes. Yeah. Basically, in fact, I, I do love the, the last act where it's basically Rambo versus the evil police chief and he goes gorilla in an urban setting, which is actually quite an interesting twist on the... On the um, yeah, he basically takes the town to pieces. Yes. Yeah, he, he rips <laughs> his one man against his entire town. And it's like, oh, you know, how much can one man do? One man can do a lot. Yes. But yeah, like, like you were saying earlier, Rambo himself doesn't actually kill throughout the movie. It's a yeah. survival movie. He's the victim here, which yeah. is interesting because obviously the, I get the impression the Rambo character has changed quite a lot. He's become a basically a brainless killer. Yeah, he's become though, yeah. He's, he's like like in like Rambo Four, for example. I believe the first kill is like eight seconds into the film, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> we're going to have the um, hot shots part de kill counter for this. Well, no, I don't think. Well, no, I don't think he kills someone in the first eight seconds of the film. I think it's. Yeah, I think because it's set in Burma, and so like Burma army or something like that kills someone at that point. Oh yeah, so just like the first kill is like eight seconds into the yeah. Um, yeah. Well, this is well, whilst, whilst the first Rambo movie we'll watch is it's, it's quite a, it takes its time to get where it's going. It's, it's remarkably like, um, short as well. It's only an hour and a half. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's well paced. But um, yes, after after Rambo causes all this devastation in town, and he finally he's cornered the police chief. Um, he doesn't actually kill him. He doesn't execute him. He's actually convinced not to. And he just breaks down into um, genuinely heart-rendering performance for Stallone. Uh, mm. 
explaining, you know, describing the horrific deaths he this the character witnessed in Vietnam, and it's genuinely quite effective. I mean, it was interesting because obviously we're three boys watching this, we're three dumb boys watching this dumb boy movie, um, and we're laughing and giggling and rinsing all the way through, and then Sylvester Stallone gives us five minutes of incredible, painful uh, monologue. And we're just all stony silent there, and, and it just hits you that what how what powerful piece this actually is. Yeah, mm. yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. It's it's just that that kind of point where it's just like, well, this is the side that you don't actually see. Mm. You know, these guys go through a lot, a lot for the country, and then even if you think about it in the sense that they didn't actually win. Well, no, not at all. After all that, and it's all that yeah. sacrifice, all that kind of the stuff. Great, the most powerful nation on earth lost to basically guerrilla warfare. Yeah, farmers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, they lost the people who knew their terrain, who, who like you know knew what they were doing, and <laughs> to come back and do that kind of thing, and then be treated this way after everything they've gone through, especially after I was about to say Rocky for a second there, especially after Rambo <laughs> has a uh, you know is still you know the death of the one person he had left from his unit. Yeah, you know uh, as well. So you know he, he was a lost man who was pushed into a corner and uh, and reverted to the only thing that he knew. It's just it's literally a, a case of you know, you're, you're poking an animal. You can't, you can't, you know, you can't poke a dog with a stick so many times and be like, <gasps> he bit me. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, there's in that last scene as well, there is that sort of very sort of tragic retelling of of, of Rambo reliving how most of his unit get wiped out mm. by a, a, a shoe bomber or a shoe shine bomber, yeah, yeah, per yeah, se. And yeah, it's, it's kind bomb. of, and it's kind of like he's saying, oh, I, I, I see it. I, was like, I live it every day. It's like, well, when I go to sleep or when I get up or something like that, I just keep reminding myself of that. And it's. Can, can you think of any. Contemporary war movies, or even war movies post Second World War, that delved into sort of like the psychological trauma of the soldier. They're normally, I mean, I mean, I love, I love, uh, I guess, Full Metal Jacket. I think that's later. I think that was eighty six. Oh, I think uh, I, I might be wrong. Uh, I'm trying to think of. Do you want to do you want to fact check that? Yeah, sure. sure, sure. <laughs> so the year for year full full, full metal, metal jacket. Yeah, say full metal alchemist. I mean, they're, 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 they're exactly. I mean, they've always they've always been anti-war movies. I mean, speaking of Kubrick, like Paths of Glory, obviously. Um, but I mean, I mean, I'm more more f- I'm more thinking. Like, I can't think of any anti-war movies that are, are presented as such a. It feels like the film is presenting itself as a, to a very different film than it actually is. Yeah, uh, no, 1987. 1987. All oh, right. Mm-hmm. I thought it would be pretty much on the money there. You're off yeah. by you. Yeah. Like my Kubrick knowledge retain is. Uh, yeah, it just kind intact. of for for Rambo. Obviously, with First Blood, and then you kind of see. I think even by I haven't seen uh, First Blood Part Two or even Rambo Three. I've seen Rambo Four. Right, like I said, Rambo Three is just. Hey, hey, um, Sylvester Stallone, can you kill some commies for us? Okay. <laughs> I'm on it, yeah. boss. <laughs> yeah, just kind she of... Like crawling in sand as the evil commies shoot at him I and guess inexplicably beca- fail. Yeah, I guess because um, I think in the early a- into the 80s and 90s he becomes more of a bankable action star. Yeah. They kind of go they go with that, especially with some of, some of the follow-ups of Rambo. Because basically, I think even Rambo, the fourth Rambo, there's no, there's no sort of story subtlety like there was in First Blood. It's kind mm. of, oh, I don't want to fight anymore. Okay, I'll take you guys into Burma. Oh no, they've been kidnapped. I must do the only thing I know how to do: grab a giant Gatling gun and mow everyone down. <laughs> yep. yep, yep. I mean, it sounds like fun to be honest, but it's just, it's interesting. It, I, I remember watching that one in the cinema, and it was kind of like it was, it was just gore overload in like the last 20 minutes of the film it was like it was a slow slow build up to obviously Rambo sort of going in and just causing havoc but once Rambo starts causing havoc it's just anarchy left right and centre you don't know yeah. who's being shot half the time and it's just going oh look more blood more blood digital blood more blood more blood gore digital blood all that sort of stuff 
Or so, which blood was the first blood? I don't know. <laughs> That's the real question. Mm. Well, probably the first blood was when he got beaten up in the jail cell in first blood. There, that's the very first the blood. The very, very first blood. Yeah. from that one dickhead police officer has pretty much just, just screwed everyone over and but unleashed John Rambo across the entire movie. I don't quite understand the reasoning for being such a twat. Like, it's just, I am evil. Yeah, Hosing the guy down, trying to shave him against his will. What if, what if, all right, this is an extra thing, right? In today's modern age, right? So they tried to shave Rambo for his meeting with the judge. What if Rambo was Sikh? I don't think those cops would know what a Sikh person is, to be honest. I no, mean, no, I'm saying that if this was a modern age. Oh, modern what, age. <laughs> what if, like, having a beard was, like, a, an important part of his religion? Those cops would have gotten burnt to the ground. Like, I wouldn't <laughs> have... I, if I was Rambo and they tried to shave me, I would have been just like, okay, you know what? I don't even need to kill any of you. You've all killed yourselves. <laughs> yeah. Because the second I go out there and say, they shaved me against my will... A beard is an important part of my religion. You're all going down. You are all going down, and you are you're ruined for life. Jason, Twitter storm Freeman. Just saying. No, no, you're absolutely. Yeah, so right. It's a fair point. It's a fair sort of point of view there. Mm. So obviously we're looking at Pete Stallone. So obviously Rambo is obviously the first Rambo. I think we I think we've all in agreement here is kind of like a really good moment in Stallone's career. Yes. Um, obviously, the the other character we cannot ignore is Rocky. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, I was, I was, I was going to say, what, what young Stallone brings to this performance is, is, is an interesting, especially because he's playing such quote-unquote macho characters, is his real vulnerability in his eyes. His oh, really, yeah. really beautiful eyes. I mean, you, you, can genu- you can see the soul of torment. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, a tormented soul through his performance, um, even all the way through um, uh, First Blood. But I think Rocky, the, the original Rocky movie as well, was just this, just the trodden down, beaten, miserable character he mm. plays, and you just you just love him straight away. And it's just because of his eyes, it's just like you just can't help being drawn into them. And he, just like there's also very much he portrays in uh, sorry in Rambo again. It's, it's pretty much that that sense of yeah, like you're saying, like his eyes, the vulnerability of everything there. But as soon as that switch goes, oh yeah. You can see nothing but like you know, hardness and and duty, and he knows everything that needs to be done. It's interesting that everything there, and and he portrayed it so well. Where he was there, just like you know, he's there, he's vulnerable. You know, he's he, he's dead behind the eyes when you know the the police officer first starts messing with him. He's just dead behind the eyes. He's barely saying anything. He's just like you know, why are you messing with me? Just just go away, just go away. And then boom, it begins. He has his flashback. Off he goes. And at that point, Rambo knows every single move to make and he makes them with this unflinching unhesitating look in his eyes well it's a similar sim- I mean the moment in Rocky where that happens is obviously the, the first round against Creed yeah um, which is interesting because it's actually the, 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 the it's almost framed through Creed's perspective because mm. um, obviously you want the shock of him being knocked down yeah yeah because um, he's as shocked as us the audience but um, yeah there's definitely you can definitely see a switch in Rocky in that scene as well even even up to that point he'd still been you're not quite sure if he can do this although obviously they're teasing with the montage sequences and using the, the laziness of Creed in his preparation because obviously Creed thinks he's just going to you know, uh, walk Literally. this because in his head it's a, it's a what's the what's the term um, uh, ex- exhibition match it's, oh, exhibition it's, yeah, it's an yeah, exhibition yeah, yeah. match yeah. in his head when obviously Rocky has different ideas mm-hmm. I think a lot of when you look at the Rocky films in general a lot of the actual matches are ultimately 
um, what are the, the ultimate exhibition matches in a way. But I mean, the no, same. I mean, just the first and the. Oh, I suppose. Oh, there's Bal- elements Bal- Bal- Balboa, Rocky Balboa is definitely an exhibition match yeah, because it was, because that one comes about when they do a computer simulation. And they go, well, this is what happens if it, the computer does it. But what happens if they fight each other in real life? Mm. <laughs> right. It's a simulation of, of young Rocky against against uh, the champion at the time. Oh, what was his name? What was his name? I can't remember. To be, I mean, to be honest, the Rocky movies are very... I mean, I, I haven't watched the Creed movies yet. The Creed films are good. I've been told the first one in particular is like on par with the original Rocky. Well, I, I would not go that far No, No, I've heard but nothing but praise. Don't get like, me wrong, it was great. It was, it, was, it was a really, really good film. I hated the montage that they tried to like hip-hopize the, the montage, whereas like the, the montage is like a serious thing. Yeah, in my opinion, at least you know. It's, well, it's, it's, I was going to say that the, one of the reasons why the first Rocky movie is my favourite Sylvester Stallone movie, beyond the excellent script, beyond his fantastic performance, mm. that score, that music. <laughs> well, I, I was more thinking like the, the, the build-up music before the first fight, the one which um, I didn't. I think P Diddy sampled up when he was called P. No, when he was called Puff Daddy, sampled for victory. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm not sure the name of the original track actually. Do you want to get? Do you want to search? <laughs> Sorry, I was just searching just now just to see who was actually the bad guy in. I mean, and that just shows you know for Balboa because if you think about all the old, all the old films, you know exactly who the villain is. You have got yeah. Apollo Creed, Apollo Creed, um, Mr. T, Mr. T. T. Yep, there you uh, go. Dolph Lundgren. No, his name was Clubber Lang. Yes, oh, he yeah. was. Yes, yep, there you go. They got Dolph Lundgren, also known as Ivan Drago. Rocky Five. You have um, Tommy. Tommy Gunn. Oh, yeah, oh, the, the, yeah. the arse white prodigy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. <laughs> uh, And then for Rocky Six, for Rocky Balboa, who was it? I don't know. No one knows. His name was Mason Dixon. Who played him? Uh, Antonio Tarva. And no, doesn't Antonio ring a bell. Antonio Tarva. Let's just see what else has he done. Uh, oh, he was an actual, he's an actual boxer. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, because in um, the first Creed, they actually get another sort of uh, actual boxer because the, the, fir- the final fight in Creed takes place in uh, Everton's uh, football stadium. Yeah, oh, it? yeah, 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 and, and it was, um, it was actually uh, he he was a really good actor mm. as well. You know, I just I just have to say, you know, no, he he came through, and uh, yeah, I, I was I was I was I was blown away. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Trying, the, trying the, to find the actual the Creed films are good. Um, I think it's very interesting. It's it's quite exciting how the Rocky characters kind of progressed from its early days all the way up what, to again speaking just just as the Rambo character, the the Rocky from Rocky Four and. Five feels very different to Rocky One. I don't know if that's an attempt at character progression or, but it just I, feels possibly. a bit. Well, see the thing is that's that's interesting that you mention that because that's something that I've noticed in every single Rocky film. Yeah. In every single Rocky film, he focuses on a different aspect of boxing. Yeah. I'm not sure if you've seen that before. So in number one, he gets the basics. In number two, he's he's building on those, uh, including stamina. Uh, in number three, it's all about footwork. It's all about being light on your feet, moving around the ring, moving around Club Lang, and then you see he's learned Apollo Creed's footwork. Yeah. So he gets a lot faster in there. In four, it's pure, brutal it's power. muscle mass. And number five, again, it's 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 conditioning. In yeah. five, the whole th- in sorry, not not five. In five, we don't talk about five. But <laughs> yeah, Rocky, no one talks about five. When he's actually training, <laughs> it's all about body conditioning for for an older you know, man. To that's really distance. interesting. I had not put because I'm not really yeah. I'm not a fan of boxing or mm. sort of fit like those kind of sports in particular. So I hadn't picked up on any of that at all. But that's really interesting. Now, I, I was more talking for the, the the character of Rocky himself. But no, that's well, you you can tell that obviously. What I did appreciate for the first Rocky movie is because again, I I'm I'm not into boxing. I'm mm. not really into MMA. And I was utterly captivated by every boxing element of that film. Even though Rocky, I would actually argue, is it's a romance first, boxing movie second. Mm. 
which yep. is uh, another, probably yep. another reason why I think it's the strongest out of the films because I, I'm more rooting for him to get with Adrian. Sorry, are we going to do the first one? Shall do we? You, do you want to do it all, three, all together? What's up? We're going to do the first Adrian together. Uh, okay. Right, three, sure. two, one. Adrian! <laughs> that sounded cursed. Oh. Yeah, Adrian! Adrian! We have to get out the system. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> me, um, me and my partner watched, uh, when we watched Rocky for the first time together, it's all we did for days. Just turn around, Michaela, like, yeah, Adrian! Yeah, Adrian! Yeah! Oh, man. What, what's your favourite scene from the first Rocky movie? Um, his date with Adrian. Yeah, because like, there's, there's so really painfully nice awkward, there. isn't it? She's she's so shy, and he's just trying to make her laugh, and he's just trying to like you know just just be there, and just, just be kind, and be like, hey, you know, it's all it's almost like a comedic double act. The, mm. the, the, just the differences between the two. I mean, yeah. the, the, it's it's just it's just a delight to watch, especially the ice rink mm. scene. Mm. Um, but then when they went back to the ice rink scene in in in, in Baba, it absolutely broke my heart. Oh, do they they? they do that um so in rocky he, sorry in rocky six beg your pardon in yeah, yeah. again because we don't talk about five. <laughs> there was a fifth one there was a fifth one yeah so it's it's literally just that there, there's a point there so adrian's passed away yeah, uh, yeah. In, between in five between five and balboa yeah and uh and honestly i'm actually tearing up a little bit thinking about that scene now it's when he goes there with paulie and the ice rink's been demolished and he gets a little flashback oh, no. of seeing her there and he's like i, I remember she was taking those first steps and, and she was slipping and I just wanted to catch her and hold her there like that and it was this, this sort of heartbreaking thing of him there about his wife and then Paulie you know was there just like this place is stupid and I hate it and I want to leave <laughs> and Paulie's always been that that like kind of you know stupid grumpy old man kind of thing but he actually had this breakdown as well they're just like this is not good memories for me none of this place is good memories for me you had all the good times with her I treated her horribly it kills me that you keep on bringing me back here over and over again and I get reminded of the way that I treated her, my sister, and and, da, 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 and, and he was there just like, she always loved you. And he was there just like, I can't do this anymore and walks mm. off. And I was like, damn, <laughs> wow. That's that's really that's, I, think that's, I think that's the strength of some of the, of, of the Rocky films in general is basically when it comes to those sort of quieter moments, those sort of character moments, yeah. the films can nail it pretty damn hard. Yeah. Yep. Well, I was saying my, my favourite scene is um, oh, I've forgotten the name of the character, the the original trainer. Um, oh, uh, Mickey, Mickey, thank yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, when when obviously Mickey realizes that he's about to fight the world champion, tries mm. to worm his way to being his trainer again. Yeah, and yeah, Stallone yeah. rejects him, which is really interesting. It's sort of um, inversion of the dynamic you'd expect. But it's the first point at that point. Rocky has always been he's been basically the class clown. Like um, just cracking jokes, like yeah, yeah, making people laugh, trying to make everyone happy. And that's the first point in the film where the real uh, Rocky Balboa comes through, and when he just breaks down and says, "You know, I'm, I'm not a bum," and that just gets me every time. Just like but I'm the, not a bum. Just well, it's like, also an interesting case if you remember it from there that that Mickey was actually the one who was insulting Rocky the most because yeah. he was like, yeah. "You have potential. You could be a boxer. You could." Well, you he's could been let down. I mean, that's the fact. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> there's an element, although he is downtrodden you know he is the underdog he's he's the one who's fucked his life up to this point you yeah. know he's the one who's made poor decisions or like just hasn't been had you had a smart game plan i mean it's dumb luck yeah. <laughs> it is it is what yeah. gets rocky to where he is and then we have the rocky robot we have the robot in rocky 3 there's a robot in rocky 3 there's a robot in rocky 3 I Paul, can't even Paul, remember Paulie's that. birthday present from Rocky was oh the yeah the futuristic <laughs> kind of <laughs> <resort>. <laughs> because they parody it in family guy remember yeah yeah, yeah. happy oh, birthday Paulie. <laughs> yeah, 
I mean, so I, just, I, I, I my memory of Rocky Three is that so he's becoming a bit of an arrogant ass because it's the effect of fame on him. Like. It's the it's it's also the effect of fame, but it's also important to note that um, by that point, I believe he had ten successful title defenses. They did an early montage oh, really? at the start of the film of him just knocking people out, holding on to the title, amassing all the money and things like that. And he, in his own mind, you know, it's like, yeah, you know, I, I'm, I'm bloody doing this. I'm doing this. And then Clubber Lang comes along and is like, you've been ducking my challenges. You've been avoiding me constantly. And then it becomes to the point that we find out that Mick, uh, Mick, Mick has actually been handpicking oh, really? Rocky's opponents. Oh, that's an interesting... I, I totally forgotten about that. Yeah, me? so he'd been handpicking the opponents. And then that's the whole point of like, you you can't take on a guy like this. He's hungry. <laughs> you haven't been hungry since you got that belt. And like the whole thing was just Mick trying to protect Rocky's mm. and Adrian's and, uh, and, and I'm struggling to remember the, names, the son's name. Um, trying to basically Rocky protect Junior. Good life. Let's just call him Rocky Junior. Yeah. <laughs> trying to basically trying to protect his good life. Interesting. Mm. Yeah, that's I wonder how much of like um, Stallone's real life was bleeding into his, his script for that one. Because like, obviously by this point he was a huge action star. Yeah. He, went to be, he was a nobody yeah. for Rocky. I mean, like the, the the studio didn't want him in his own script. I mean, you know, he had to basically take the biggest pay cut in Hollywood history. Well, yeah, the entire thing of Rocky, I believe the actual budget of Rocky was, I think, something like 60 grand. Mad. (laughs) But there's also one of the most tragic things um, about that. You know, it has a happy ending to it, but Sylvester Stallone actually um, had to sell his own dog. Oh, yeah, I've heard of this. This is heartbreaking. Yeah, he had to sell his own dog just in order to, you know, keep things going and keep things up and running. And then Rocky, you know, you know, was a huge smash hit. And then I think he had to go and spend I think he sold his dog for like a hundred dollars. Yeah. And then he went to go and buy it back for like ten grand. Didn't the guy I, I didn't the guy who bought that sold the dog back to him also demand a cameo in like one of the Rocky movies or something like that. I, I don't, don't know. Think don't so. Know. Hang on a second. Hang on a second. I'm actually pulling it up. You're gonna here. have to you're gonna fact check this. Yeah, he was trying to sell his dog, he couldn't afford to feed it. Uh, the dog in question. Yeah, it was, it was his name was Buttkiss. <laughs> But that's a great Butkus. name for a dog. Butkus. Butkus. Uh, yeah, he had to sell his dog for... Fi- no, not even 100 So, he was so poor prior to filming Rocky, he had to sell his dog for $50. <laughs> a week later, he sold the script for Rocky and bought him back. <laughs> Yay. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, that's just a couple of things. I mean, that 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 is the film that skyrocketed him. And with I mean, abs- no, absolutely I mean, he, he, deserved. No, no. I, it, it kind of annoys me that he didn't actually... Obviously, the one the film won Best Picture mm. at the Academy Awards, but Stallone didn't get a nod himself. He was he got nominated for um, writing, for play, for, yeah, 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 for writing but, and for, for playing, acting. yeah. But he didn't. I, I think he that year he deserved both of those Academy Awards. Um, yep. I like the fact that he just <laughs> sat in a toilet, locked himself in for three days with a typewriter and a sandwich, and knocked out Rocky, yep. one of the best film scripts ever written. It's mm. also. I, th- I think we should also. Um, Take a couple of minutes to talk about Adrian. Adrian. So Adrian, uh, Talia Shire. Yeah. Right. So mm-hmm. Something you guys might not know, know about her is that she is actually the younger sister of Francis Ford Coppola. Really? Yes. Ah, that's yeah. interesting. I had no idea. And one of the reasons she was actually um, so sort of meek and shy, and the reason that character came about was during uh, the actual shooting of Rocky. She was. She had a really bad flu. Oh really? So she couldn't actually speak that well. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, I mean, that's fortuitous. I think the performance works brilliantly um, throughout the film. I mean, like I say, as a, as 
as the um, sort of like polar opposite of the Rocky character. So, I mean, it was t- mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sorry they went through the flu. <laughs> so she was actually... Um, she was and she's that was actually her third. So for some some people who didn't don't actually remember her that much, who people who think of Adrian from Rocky yeah. don't even know her name. She in in five years that was her third movie for which uh, that got that that was that got Best Picture. Really? Because she was in Godfather one and two. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. So um so so you know that's that's just also something about as well. Let's just take a bloody minute and and just think about Adrian. Yes. Or Talia Shire as her name is. Yeah. You know, she's absolutely amazing. The 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 emotional rock and and people always just take the risk. Go, you can't do it, rock. You're too old. You're gonna get. <laughs> it's just like she's like the whiny, like the Marge Simpson wife. No, she's just someone who didn't want to see such a kind man. Yeah, get beaten half to death. Well, absolutely. And she's one of the few characters who actually knows Rocky and pretty you know, sees that there's a beautiful soul there. It's not just. Well, he's not just the Italian stallion, is he? So let, let's move away from from Prime Stallone, and I'm gonna I'm gonna challenge these guys to something I call Stallone stats. Okay. okay. So um, I've got I've got some questions here. Okay. Um, so basically, it's kind of guess guess it the correct answer first. Are so we taking turns? Or well, we can you can take turns. I, I don't mind. Depend decide among yourselves. I mean, we'll see how it goes. We'll decide. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so we'll do it on the night. So we got a nice, very easy, simple question to start off with. So, who did Stallone team with to launch the Planet Hollywood restaurant? Chain? Schwarzenegger, wasn't it? Schwarzenegger. Someone else. And Bruce Willis. Yes. Just Bruce Willis. Yeah, Bruce Willis. Oh, I, thought, I always thought it was Schwarzenegger. I guess he. Came no, no, no. Later. It was Schwarzenegger and Bruce Willis. Yeah, yeah, oh, right. Sorry. Yeah. So we we both get a point. Yes. Cool. Yay. Yay. I'm, I'm not going to track points <laughs> oh, I, I, the I'm points don't matter it's like who line is it anyway right we've got two truths and one lie so Ooh. which one of these about Sylvester Stallone is false he is the only actor across consecutive decades to have box office hits from 1970 to 2010s that sounds true to me Stallone inducted Arnold Schwarzenegger into the WWE Hall of Fame celebrity wing Stallone is the all-time Razzie Cha- Award champion with a record 34 nominations and 11 wins, more than any other person in history. What's that, Razzies, did you say? Yeah. They all sound plausible um, to me. I'm going to say the false is the um, inducting Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Because I believe, I don't actually know if Stallone is in. I don't know how much involvement Stallone's had with WWE. I don't think he's had any, has he? Yeah, so I'm going to say that one's false. So you're both saying number two is the false one. I'm going to say number two is the false one, yeah. Hey! Stallone actually inducted Hulk Hogan into ah. the Hall of Fame. The first time they had worked with each other since Rocky III. Yeah. Yeah. With a, um, and here's an extra bonus point for you, Christian. Yeah. What is the name of Hulk Hogan's character in Rocky II? Or was it Rocky III? It was Rocky III. What was his name as character? Oh, something. Lips. Hot Lips, isn't it? Mm, it's not Hot Lips. No. Oh, That's a weird name if you're Hulk Hogan. <laughs> well, he wasn't. I mean, to be fair, this oh, is brother, like. This is my like, name is Hot Lips. This is before he became, you know. Our Hulk Hogan. In fact, he got fired from WWF by Vincent Mancini for being in a movie because it wasn't the thing. Done. No, this was all right. So no, Rocky Rocky Three was was. I just listened to Hulk Hogan's podcast with Stoke Hosty Austin where he explained this. Oh, was it? Yeah. Okay. Nineteen eighty two. Rocky Three was. Yeah, this, thinking... that's that's still Vince McMahon um, Senior Junior uh, took in nineteen eighty four. Oh no, I was just thinking like, what was the height of Hulkamania? Hulkamania. That's five foot onwards. That's uh, that's. Um, he won the he, he won the WWF championship from the Iron Sheik in late '84. Oh no, this looks like it was pretty much so the rise of Hulkamania, according to Wikipedia, 
1983 to 1984. So yeah, this is actually around the same kind of time. So uh, so yeah, okay, cool, cool. I'll, I'll give you that. Okay. <laughs> but what was his name? But what was his name? I don't know. What was it? Thunderlips. Ah, oh, I knew it was lips <laughs> something. <laughs> Tell me what did, I say? did I say hot lips? Yeah. Hot lips. yeah. Let me tell you something, brother. I mean, I'm fa- hot lips. I mean, to be fair, it has been, it's, it's nearly 20 years since I watched Rocky Three. I mean, <laughs> I just, I mean, now we know that you think Hulk Hogan has hot lips. I mean, I can't tell because that moustache is always in the way. He <laughs> is a real American with those hot lips. He'll never we win. Gonna, I thought we were going to sing the actual lyrics. No, <laughs> not now. Um, right, so let's move on. Uh, okay, so out of those wins for Razzies, can you guess what films he won them for? You'll get bonus points if you can get the award name too. All right, Rocky Five, presumably. It's not on my list. No? Okay, sorry. Can you repeat the question one more time? So, out of those Razzie wins, can yep. you guess the films what he uh, that he won them for? And you can get bonus points if you okay. get the name or, name award as well. I see you playing with your computer. No cheating. No cheating. You can look at my screen right now. It just says Rocky 3, 1982, American boxing sports drama film written, directed, and by and starring Sylvester Stallone. So, <laughs> so the question yep. is, the Razzies. guess the film yep. he won the Razzies for and you can get bonus points if you can guess the award name as well. Oh, and imagine that... Is, is it Expendables one of them? Expendables is not on my list. The thing oh. is, I, I have a feeling I know one of them, but I have an entire tirade put together for this later, and I feel like I'm just going to be, like, kind of cucking myself <laughs> if I do get oh. this right, because I'm sure I've got one of these right. Just do it. Go <sighs> for it. Fine. My tirade will be epic in its own way. Spy Kids 3D. Oh, God. God. He won the that. Razzie for worst supporting uh, actor. <laughs> Spy Kids 3D. Christ. It's no to the next level. Jesus. Any advances on worst supporting actor? I mean, seeing as I've trashed it already, Rambo 3. Well, worst supporting actor? He won. Oh, no, I mean, for, uh, just a Razzie in he general. He won yeah. worst actor for Rambo 3 in 1988. How do you go from such a stellar performance in the original to that? He had a stroke, dude. That's that's nothing to do with the performance. Was that in the 80s he had a stroke? I believe it was around that time because don't forget, he also ended up, you know, slurred. It took a long time for that that shit to go away. Yeah. There was a point where, you know, half of his face was practically dead, wasn't it? Gosh. You know what? The Razzies are assholes. He's doing a good (laughs) job. Bearing in mind the current situation he was going in at the time. Gosh. Hang on a second. I'll bring us up now. Stallone, stroke. Any other advances on those answers? I don't know. I just, shall, I, shall I go yeah, through just them? Just go through them. Okay, so he won Worst oh. Actor Awards for Rhinestone in 1985. He won it for two films in 1986 for First Blood Part 2 and Rocky 4. And he also won it for Stop or hey, My Mum Will Shoot whoa, whoa, in 92. Whoa, 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 whoa. What's wrong with Rocky 4? Apparently, according to the Razzies, Worst actor. You know what? He defeated probably, the communists for us, and this is how was, we treat them. It he, was probably due to the speech at the end. He also got worst director what, yeah. for, for Rocky, Rocky Four. Yeah. Also, just an importance versus loan fact. I have to retract my previous statement. Yeah. He'd never actually had a stroke. Oh. He's always had that speech impediment, and that's a result of an accident at birth, and that oh. has left his face partially paralysed. 
and it does sound similar to a stroke victims, but he never had a stroke as far so as I'm aware. Unless, so unless, yeah. unless, unless I've, I've learned two new things. I learned that he had a stroke, then I learned that he didn't have a stroke. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm just actually, just I, and I'm, I apologize to Razzies. You are not being assholes for being assholes. He clearly deserved those awards. He oh, right. So back to the Razzie awards quickly. Oh yeah. So go for uh, it. he won worst screenplay for Rambo: First Blood Part Two in 1985. Yep. He was part of the worst screen couple with Sharon Stone and The Specialist in 1995. <laughs> uh, we've already gone over worst point actor for Spike. Kids 3D. Uh, he was the worst actor of the decades in the 80s and the worst actor of the century. And he also won in light of his uh, return to form in Creed from Razzie Champ to Award Contender Award. Was that was that, uh, is that like a negative Razzie? I, I think, I think it's, it's, like a well, it's like a well done. We're sorry, we laughed. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I know. But here's the, here's the side trivia bit. He joins Roberto Benini, Prince, Kevin Costner, William Shatner, and Tom Green as being the only actors to direct themselves in performances that would win the Morazzi for Worst Actor. So I presume for Shatner it would be Star Trek V, The Final Frontier. Probably, yes. <laughs> Which, for some reason, I know we're talking about Stallone, but I just knew, I, I really, I can't switch off my critical brain when I'm watching a movie. Like, if, if, it's, if it's failing as a piece of cinema, I will just have to leave. The only exception, for some reason, are Star Trek movies. I don't know why I can watch a really bad Star Trek movie and just still enjoy it. Star Trek V, I kind of know, is the worst movie that's ever been made. Yeah, you've seen Star Trek Yeah, 5, that's right? the one with the Uhura fan dance, Yes, isn't it, it is the one with the Uhura fan, fan dance. Fan, fan dance? Fan dance. Fandango. Fandango. <laughs> I mean, like, the, the, Shatner couldn't get the set built. Because he was being let down by the sort of like the production team, <laughs> so they, they incorporate it into the plot. The Enterprise is being refitted. <laughs> it's like it's just an, an embarrassing nightmare. Feel uh, free to remove this. This has nothing to do with the podcast we're actually talking I have about. A, I mean, if we're talking about stuff that has to do with the podcast at the moment, I'm just staring into the mesh of the mic and I'm just going cross-eyed. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm doing that now. I've got Ooh. one more Stallone question. Oh, 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 oh! I have oh, one oh, more Stallone question. Hopefully it will snap Jason out of his stare into the microphone. Are my eyes actually cross-eyed at the moment? I don't know. I can't see your eyes clearly. No, they're not. Okay, all right. Okay, so Stallone launched a magazine in 2005. What was it called? Is it called Sylvester Stallone Magazine? No. Um, Hard Rock Magazine? No. Private Eye? No. Um, Big Booty Bitches? (laughs) No. Uh, Oh, 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 oh. Was it the... um, Death Metal Roundup. No. Okay. Is it Kerrang! magazine? Is it NME? I'm I'm going to take it, you guys. I I was the Smith Electronic Gaming Monthly. Oh, is that? (laughs) Games The magazine. The magazine was called Sly. It launched in 2005 and it ran for four issues. What was it about? He appeared on the cover on two of them and the majority of the issues focused on stories about him and some of his co-stars. I've got pictures. I've actually got pictures. We'll share this on the uh, on the Twitter feed after the episode goes out. But I'm just going to pass this over. So it, those are the four magazines there. Okay, so, that's so, uh, so, so you <laughs> sly. Got, what women really want? Yeah, it's just like be at your best at 40, 50, and forever. Jason's having a look now. Oh my god, this is. It's basically Rocky's like self-insert FHM. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez! Wow, that, you're you're not wrong there. It is. It, I I looked at that and just went, wow. That's just, it's, uh, yeah. It's it's another thing to be believed. I'll see if we can find. Oh, gosh. Are we find, are we going to retain? Are we going to still talk about some of the negatives? Because I've just actually decided to look at my notes for the first time, and I want to talk about 
his worst character, and that is quite simply Judge Dredd. I mean, I've still got down here worst character, whoever the hell he was supposed to be in Spy Kids 3D. The <laughs> toy maker. He was the toy maker or the toy master. <laughs> the toy master. Okay, fine. Who just decided to live in his own 3D world with yeah. toys. <laughs> and then he, turned, then he managed to escape from the toy realm or computer realm, made a giant mech, and then all the previous characters from the previous Spy Kids films who just turned up for like half a day to earn like, I don't know, a thousand, two thousand dollars. I'm making this shit up as I go along. But, but this then is all, <laughs> all of the mechs, all of the mechs had Sylvester Stallone's face and jaw structure, which just makes it, it's just, it's just unnerving, isn't it? I'm scared. it to the next level. But then he gave himself alter ego. So he played like four characters and he played like four different aspects of his personality, yeah, but, like but, war and peace. But and, at and, least these were original characters. They weren't pissing over one of the greatest British comic book characters characters of all time in Judge Bloody Dread. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Like, if it wasn't for Carl Urban, I don't think people would appreciate just how astronomically bad his performance as f***ing Judge Dread is. Well, the thing is, it's like, it's, he, he probably didn't check out the reference material to begin well, with. He, he, he and, and one of the things about Judge Dread is, is from Judge Dread has been going on for what? Decades, decades, yeah, yeah, decades, yeah. decades. Mm. And not once has anyone ever seen Judge Dredd's face. But his helmet is his face. His, helmet, mean, his helmet is his face. You've yes. never seen his face. Been, what, about 10 minutes of the actual movie? I'm taking just, my helmet. going to pop out the helmet. Don't worry, man. Don't ban me. I mean, we we, <laughs> we we know it's you, Sly. I mean, you don't have to take off your f***ing helmet. But I'm the law. I'm, I'm looking at Judge just, Dredd just, trivia just to be Just to be devil's advocate, there was a film that came out around about the same time as the awful 90s Judge Dredd, which I actually, if it wasn't for Rocky, I would have said is my favourite of Sly. Is it Demolition Man? It's f***ing Demolition yeah. Man. Yeah. I f- love that movie and I know you're going to have to censor a lot of this but f*** me it's so good it's a good one it's I like brilliant I've got that down as my favourite one as well oh so. it's such a good film well you talk about it then why is it your favourite film I mean it's my favourite film quite simply because uh, every performance in there is amazing yes. it, it <laughs> Nigel Hawthorne Nigel Hawthorne I mean Wesley Snipes yes Sandra Bullock yes Sandra Bullock in the there. three clams you've got the, the it's the three seashells thank you I oh swear, yeah you're right Sorry. I, I swear Bullock. Rob Schneider is in Demolition Man Yes, is he is he actually good in it? Because I can't think he's, he's, he's just not like, good in anything. He's like supporty cop character number five. He is, he is yes, dreadful yes, he is, in he Judge Dredd as well. Because um, Rob Schneider is definitely in there. Because I remember a specific line when um, when uh, I forget his name, um, John John Spartan. John Spartan. John That's Spartan. Great You've been name. fined five credits of <laughs> yeah. the group. When he does that uh, and says you're out of toilet paper, Bob Schneider's yeah. going, he doesn't know how to use the seashells. <laughs> like, I'm happy you're happy. Why, why was why was he also in Judge Dredd? Did they just get along? And he's like, hey, you couldn't do the film set. It's, what, it's, one of, it's one of those things where, you know, accidentally you just end up starring with the same person over and over again half the time. <laughs> like us three. Yeah. <laughs> Trapped in purgatory. Podcast purgatory. So I was looking up a Judge Judge Dread trivia on here now. Yes. Mm. Um and there's not really that much interesting stuff about it. I'm not surprised. It's, it's a painful movie. Originally, instead of Rob Schneider, it was meant to be Joe Pesci. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but sorry, yes, it was Demolition Man we were talking about. Demolition Man, one of the reasons I'm like, yes, the performances on there, the comedy, it's just these all these little nods. It's it's and the it, fact that it is truly a timeless film. Yeah. It is absolutely timeless. All of the lines are memorable. It's something that could, it's, you know, it's the rat bur- it's the, the rat burger gets me. Oh yeah, Dennis Leary's yeah. in it, isn't he? Dennis Leary. <laughs> <laughs> and then you obviously got Wesley Snipes having a blast. Oh yeah, he's oh, and, and so and so's Nigel Hawthorne. I mean, I mean, most people obviously associate him with um Yes Minister. 
um, and yes, Prime Minister. But I, it's it's strange from for British people think of him that Americans see him either as George the Third, yeah, or the asshole from Demolition Man who's clearly pulling the strings. I mean, like, yep, 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 yep. Don't and you want to do something? Don't you want to murder, death, kill? <laughs> <laughs> Don't you want someone to kill? I mean, he's he's hamming it up. Just he's basically Richard the Thirding. I mean, yes, I mean, that's yeah. a verb now. I by mean, the demoli- way. I mean, demolition man is is definitely in my sort of best best uh, pillar. There are some uh, there are some humdingers of terrible films. There's the remake of Get Carter. God, which he uh, which also starred Michael Caine, just not as. Michael Caine is a cameo, right? Yeah, I think he was Stallone's best mate or something. Like that. They also had people like uh, John C. McGinley from Scrubs. Uh, I think Alan Cumming was in it as well. If, if we want to talk about tri- Mickey Rourke was also in Get Carter. Sylvester so Stallone originally wanted Simon Phoenix to be played by Jackie Chan. Oh. Chan declined since Asian audiences don't like the idea of actors who have always played heroes suddenly playing evil characters. Yes, that's true. Yeah, yeah. there you go. But that's a. But Samuel Hong, Samuel Hong's a bit of a difference because he has played heroes and baddies. I remember he was a baddie in Killzone. Was that before he came to prominence? Though? No, no, this was like mid mid noughties Killzone. Mm. I can't. And that was when he was taking on Donnie Yen. Oh. it's a good film. Good film. Ran a bit there, but yeah, you think? Uh, oh, some... uh, to, to another, just to mention, if we're going to shit on bad Stallone movies, <laughs> sorry, last bit here. Okay. The action figure of Demolition Man in full armor is actually a repainted He-Man action figure. <laughs> can I just? Isn't that also a repaint a repainted Conan figure so. as well? <laughs> um, I was just going to mention Escape to Victory because it's bad, but it's also surreal in the fact that it's uh, Sylvester Stallone is playing. Soccer, yeah, play <laughs> in a, football in a World War Two prison camp with his best mate Pele. The film is real. And every <laughs> single time the ball is kicked, it's a slow motion backwards chop of uh, air chop thing, like <laughs> basically scissor kicks the air. But that film, the film exists, and it just confuses me the fact that it's like a film you'd make up. And the, like, are we still talking about demolition? Man? No, no I'm escape, escape victory. for victory, escape the football victory. movie. Sorry, I was still looking up. He was, in, he was lost in fact zone. Stop talking about demolition, man. I will not. <laughs> it is Simon a great movie. Phoenix has two different coloured eyes. If you never noticed that before, he has heterochromia. Ooh, like David Bowie. Bowie. And, and Sandra and Sandra Bullock is still asked to this day what the three seashells do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm, still yeah. done now. I'm I gonna mean, close the page. I mean, <laughs> I hope people know the joke is that there's no answer to that bloody question. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, we've got well, actually, we, before uh, before we start recording, we actually did put the feelers out to the uh, Bungazilla Stomping Grounds group, which you can join through the Bungazilla UK Facebook, Ooh. and we've got a couple of people uh, sending through their ideas or their thoughts on the best. Or Peak Stallone and what was West Stallone. Yep. So uh, our good friend Hugh K. David has gone hey, for Coop. Uh, I was about to say Coopland, Copland for Best Stallone. Um, I like seen it. Uh, Copland is a. Um, it's like a real sort of. Dra- it's a real proper drama piece about corrupt yeah. cops, and Stallone put on the pounds to oh, play really? that. So he's he's he's. Um, well, he Christian bailed it. Yeah, pretty much, and he's kind of he's playing like a local sheriff who's deaf in one ear and so forth and he starts investigating like corrupt cops and stuff like that like Robert Patrick and, and stuff like that it's, Ooh, it's, re- it's a really really good film um, he also argues that First Blood as well for, yep. for Finest Stallone uh, for Lousy Stallone he's he's mentioned as well as uh, I think uh, no, no, no I haven't got it here as, uh, for Lousy Stallone is uh, Stop or My Mum Will Shoot yeah, oh my god I, I had forgotten that. about that film I didn't want to talk about that one. Oh my god that's so bad yeah. Go on, oh Chris, my you, god. You talk about stopping my mum will shoot. 
<laughs> I mean, to be fair, I was 12 when I watched it. And even then, and bear in mind when I was 12, I thought Batman and Robin was a good film. <laughs> I was watching this thinking, this is just the worst. I mean, the problem with the film is you watch it because you want to watch Sylvester Stallone kick ass. <laughs> and he's got one of the golden girls. <laughs> oh. You know what? Actually, I, I'm going to give credit to that film. I think on paper it could have been brilliant, but something about it is just the execution just doesn't work. Oh I don't know. If it's, did it just have the wrong... Is it the wrong star? Because, I mean... I don't know. So, so uh, talking about Stop and Run Will Shoot, Sylvester Stallone signed on to the film based on rumours that Arnold Schwarzenegger was interested in the lead. In October 2017, Schwarzenegger confirmed a rumour that knowing the script was really bad, he publicly faked interest in starring for producers <laughs> <laughs> to lure Stallone to do it. <laughs> and then they would start together eventually in Escape oh, oh, that's brilliant. I love Arnie. Arnie. I, mean, I mean, I will put it out there. I think we're going to probably do an Arnie special in the future, aren't we? Yes, because uh, New Terminator is out soon. So. I, I, I'm an Arnie guy. I'm not a Sylvester guy. Yeah. Okay, so um, we've also... We must stop laughing. Okay, just... for uh, for worst Stallones as well, we have got Rick Cowling saying "Over the Top." Now, "Over the Top" What's is over the, f- the top. Over the top. Stallone plays a lorry driver yeah. who is trying to sort of make ends meet for him and his son. So he enters the ultra competitive world of arm wrestling. Okay, and that's it. That's re- I can just imagine how cinematically exciting it is watching. Wrestling, my arm. Oh my god. The flexing biceps and the pulsing For, the, for the benefit of those who can only hear us, as in, you know, our entire listenership, yep. <laughs> <laughs> Ian is miming the action. But you've got quite good. You've got good biceps. All right, strong. I need to get. I need to get back to gym. You need to wait. Wait the lifts. Yes. <laughs> so we go over the top for West Alone film from Rick Cowling. Yep. Uh, he also supports the Copland one as well. Um, well, actually, Stallone decided to take Copland because it gets him away from like. The, the Rambo style roles that he really didn't want to keep doing. Yeah. So he was trying to avoid being typecast. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, our good friend, Andrew Wharton Davis, also known as the Raggedy Man, has said his peak Stallone is Tango and Cash with Kurt Russell. Uh, so yeah, so, um, yeah uh, Tango and Cash, peak Stallone, near peak Russell, absolute peak renegade cops as it gave us bad cop, worst cop, and had twin articulated lorries with trailers used like sports cars to get to the baddies' base. Nice. Wow. I think we'll have to dig that one out. So, yeah, that's a couple of our, our thoughts. Now, I um, does anyone else have anything else to say on oh, Stallone I, Matters? Were we, we going to talk uh, about cameos? We were talking about weird, weirdest places uh, he's, he's showed up. Because okay. I'm, I'm going to be a bit controversial. I think he's really miscast in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Okay. And I f- every time he comes on screen, it just takes me away from the movie. Uh, I, I just think he's not well, very good it's, it. it's basically Space Rambo. Hey, I am a scavenger. Or, or space expendables. I don't think he's that good in it, though. It's just, it's just, it's. I mean, he has like five lines. But those, those lines are enough to sort of. Sometimes in a movie, if a movie, there's sometimes moments in a movie that can make it or break it. Um, there's a point in X Men Apocalypse where um, Jean Grey basically says Star Wars Episode Six is shit. And the joke is, aren't all the end? The last parts of trilogies are really bad, aren't they? Ha 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 ha! And that's the point where you're like, oh, this film I'm watching is really bad because <laughs> I'm an MCU mark. I still love Guardians too, even though the tone is a little bit off for me at times. Mm. Um, I think Sylvester Stallone's performance in it is like the last straw for me. I've just it, it takes me away, and I'm, I'm, nah, this isn't okay. this isn't a good movie. Okay, so where did I can I can probably bring you the weirdest one he's appeared in. 
Is it Guardians of the Galaxy 2? It's not. It's a French film. It's Taxi Free. Oh, yeah, is it? He, he's a cameo at the very start of the film as, like, the first passenger for the for the hero, and he's, like, trying to get... He's trying to complete, like, a secret mission or something like that, and it's just... Did this come about just because he bumped into Luc Besson once? Who, Possibly. He's the screenwriter for the Taxi movies. Yeah, screenwriter. Oh, yeah, screenwriter and producer. <laughs> screenwriter, in other words, writing what happens on the back of a cigarette packet and filming it. Do you guys <laughs> want to know what I've got down as the weirdest films that I turned up in? Go on. Spy Kids 3. <laughs> he wants to rent. Let him. Rent. Yeah, his worst cameo was those CGI faces on the. Um, what were they called again? In the monsters and um, Spy Kids 3D. It's just, <laughs> just the toys. The toy mechs. Um, it's, just, yeah, it's the weirdest thing in the world. What did you bring to this role? What was your <laughs> What was your motivation when you went onto set? When you saw the thing, were you just like, oh, I just want to meet Antonio Banderas? Well, you're going to see him in Expendables anyway, and also. <laughs> At the same point, what was your what was your character arc? What was your character arc? You finally met that you finally met the old dude uh, who, who you took his legs away, and he's just like, well, after all this, I gave you legs in the digital world. It's like, well, okay, f- face. Now I'm out of the digital world. Now I'm in the real world, and guess what? I'm crippled again. Oh yes, because, again. because the grandpa is Khan. Yeah, yes, yeah, the, the guy who plays Khan is yeah. the grandpa who's been kind of um, put in a wheelchair ever since the first sort of Spy Kids film. And then he'd come up with a ludicrous backstory about Stallone causing the thing. And he felt so good. I'm so good. I'm going to create my time. Yeah, I'm going to create this entire place. I'm going to take over the real world. And I'm going to join the digital and, I'm join the digital and real worlds because I saw Digimon 1. I would like and, to- and, and, and then the entire thing happens. And he's there just like, well, here we are face to face. I gave you legs in the fake world. And he's like, well, that's and he's there's like it's alright I forgive you and Slender's like oh I guess I'm good now I will just point this out now to our listeners that Christian has processed every moment of this past one minute conversation on the Toy Master and kind of looked dead inside and kind of going what the f*** am I listening do, do to I, do I have John Rambo eyes right now going to nicely bookend this conversation it's okay I might have it on DVD somewhere we can oh. watch it in 3D with the blue and red glasses no <laughs> I will have gone I home by that <laughs> I reached the button Jason I'm growing I'm proud of you <laughs> right will you, will you finally accept me as your lover's absolutely child absolutely not um, uh, but I think it's time to bring it to a close there thank you very much for listening and joining us for this sly chat and any thoughts please email us at trivialtitans at bunkazilla.co.uk you can also follow us on twitter at trivial titans and uh, yes we would love to hear your questions we would like to answer your questions go to the bunkazilla website find us on the show page and fill in the form and we could very soon answer your question here on Trivial Titans. But until next time, I am Ian Bolton. Hello, I want to do it. Oh, what I do you want to do, do this time? I, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't even get to say I'm Christian. I want to do it. I want to do it. Okay. I want to do it. Go for it. Go All for right. it. So, right. Until next time, it's me, Simon Phoenix, here with Ian Bolton, Jason Freeman, and Christian Allen. Hello. And my final question is what appears to be your boggle? <laughs> oh my God. Just I Stop. do not know. Just post my we, we, we will ponder this until next episode. Thanks for listening. Remember to subscribe and follow us on social media. We'll see you soon for the next exciting trivial episode of Trivial Titans. Enjoy the show. Discover more Bunkazilla originals at bunkazilla.co.uk. Ooh.